This is e-commerce FM, the e-commerce SEO podcast with Rob Carey and Matt Young. Yes, welcome back to e-commerce FM. This is the e-commerce SEO podcast. My name is Matt Young and this glorious human being is Rob Carey. Hello, Rob. Hi, how's it going? Yeah. How's your week been? Busy week as always. Yeah, lots of uh, social media marketing, digital marketing going on over here. Uh, how's the world of SEO for you? Yeah, I've actually been taking a bit of a break this week. So I've been doing some coding uh, for a new app that I'm uh, building at the moment. So yeah, it's been some fun. been a good change to the usual uh, sort of SEO consulting and e-commerce consulting and uh, yeah, just seeing how things go. So, so you taking a break from that and coding is downtime, is it? Yeah, it's basically a holiday for me. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's a hobby almost. <laughs> this man never switches off. And uh, I, I'm guessing we're going to hear a few more details about the app in weeks to come. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I should be making a, a minimal viable product basically uh, for this coming week and then going through a beta process of testing it and after that ready to announce it so exciting times very exciting excellent right well i look forward to hearing more about that and uh, look forward to bringing that to our audience as well uh getting on to today's topic we are talking about expired domains and drop catching now i've got to be honest with you i wasn't very knowledgeable about drop catching until you know you said this is what we're going to be talking about so for anybody who doesn't know about this what is drop catching please rob so let's say you own a domain name and you've decided you don't want it anymore so your domain registrar will keep sending you emails reminding you that your domain is about to expire and then eventually the day comes when it does expire but even then you have the chance of renewing the domain name still it's called a redemption period and during this period because it's almost a penalty for you not renewing it in time you can renew the domain name for, let's say, $100 rather than the usual lower fee. And if you still decide that you do not want that domain name, it eventually becomes, becomes available on the open market. Now, drop catching is the process of acquiring that newly available domain name before anyone else does. So as soon as the domain name drops, you catch it before anyone else. And that is what drop catching is. Perfect explanation. So how does it actually work then, Rob? So there's two methods of drop catching. Uh, The first is where a drop catching service has an existing agreement with an ICANN registrar. Now, ICANN is the name of the organization in charge of all the domain names in the world. And members of the organization of ICANN have the ability to register domain names directly with the relevant .com registrar, the .net registrar, etc., rather than having to go through a third party such as GoDaddy. Some of these ICANN registrars agree to give the drop catching services the domain names before they actually go onto the open market. Now, the second method is called Whois polling. Now, Whois is the name of the system used to see if a domain name is registered and to see who is the registered owner of that domain name. So, does ICANN support or endorse drop catching domains? Well, it's a bit of a grey area. I don't know a registrar that has been banned for doing it, uh, but it does stretch the rules of what's allowed, really. It's quite hard to combat. Around 80% of all ICANN memberships are used for drop catching. And the drop catching service dropcatch.com owns over 1,200 ICANN memberships alone. So, you know, they're paying ICANN over $5 million a year in fees 
So it's kind of against ICANN's interest to combat this. Mm. So how do these drop catching services work then, buddy? So domain name providers such as GoDaddy, Namecheap or One-on-One sell the rights to their customers' expiring domains to these drop-catching services. The registrar provides a list of customer domains that are about to be deleted, so after the expiry period and the redemption period, and the drop-catching service will attempt to sell those domains at an auction. If anybody bids on that domain name at the auction, the domain name gets acquired by that drop catching service as soon as it expires it doesn't really become available on the open market and the domain registrar uh, that the domain was originally registered through uh, gets a cut of those profits from the auction as well so nobody else really gets a chance to get that domain before that drop catching service which has this exclusive rights what about um who is polling How, how's that different so who is polling is when a company checks to see if a domain name has become available every minute or every second of the day that they think it's about to be deleted. So they keep on asking the who is system, is the domain available, is the domain available, until it eventually answers yes. They then try to register that domain name as soon as it becomes available. Now this works better on some domains than others. So if you're trying to get a .com domain, for example, It only really works if nobody else in the world is really interested in that domain name and the domain registrar doesn't have an existing agreement with a drop-catching service. But for other domains, such as .uk domains, who is polling is the only option available. There aren't these existing agreements with drop-catching services. So every .uk registrar has the equal chance of getting the domain name and has the same quota of who is lookups. So everyone's on the same balance. Some UK registrars guess which domains people will value and attempt to acquire them as well and then resell them at auction. So it's a slightly different process. Okay, so how does drop catching help an e-commerce website then? Well, there are two potential benefits. Uh, The first is to own all of your verticals or niches primary keywords as domain names. This could be for a new brand or for a rebrand, such as recently Shopify buying shop.com to launch an Amazon Marketplace competitor site. You know, shop.com is very valuable as a domain name itself, but extremely valuable as an asset to Shopify. Domains themselves are valuable assets. You can even get uh, cl- use them as collateral on a mortgage or loan sometimes. No, you can't. <laughs> you certainly can. Wow. They increase the value of the company uh, if you sell your company or you look to float. So they're seen as a valuable asset for that as well. And it also demonstrates your dominance in a market. If you own all of the industry's top keywords as domain names, then you're seen as the dominant player in that niche. It also stops your competitors from being able to launch rival brands on those valuable domains. So if you sell shoes and you own shoes.com, that's a really great way of stopping someone else coming out with a great brand in your vertical. Now, it can also generate typing traffic, but not as much as the old days. In the old days, if you typed in, say, example, poker, into the address bar of your browser, it would immediately check, first of all, does poker.com exist? And if it does, it sends you to that. If not, it sends you to .net, then .org, and it cycles through that process. Now that's changed recently with especially Google Chrome. By default, if you type poker into the address bar, it will go to a Google search result for poker. 
but some browsers still go through that old process of if you type a keyword rather than domain to the address bar, it will first of all check to see if the .com is a website, and if so, it visits that website. And some people also still guess domain names to save them from having to go through the searching process. So if someone's looking for a car website, they might just type in cars.com and they will get a relevant website from there. So you can get typing traffic that way as well. I think you mentioned another benefit as well, didn't you, Rob? Yeah, so as you'd expect from this podcast, uh, there is a SEO benefit as well. Companies go out of business every day, and because of that, their domain names eventually expire. But those domains would have loads of really valuable links pointing at them from past PR campaigns and blog posts and mentions and local directories. So if you acquired that domain, you'd get all of that link value with it. So what would you do with an expired domain name, Rob? Well, there are two options. One is fast and the other one takes a bit more effort. The first option is to simply 301 redirect the domain name that you've acquired and all of its old URLs into your own website. But this can look a bit spammy if it's overdone, especially if you do it multiple times. And you do eventually get the most, most of the link value from that old domain flown into your site, but try not to overuse this technique. The, the better option is to create a new website on the expired domain, providing similar valuable information as what was on there before. So if it was an information website, get a copywriter to upload content to the site on the same subject matter. If it was an e-commerce site, publish an article maybe on the history of that e-commerce site and where the future is for that industry. From here, you can then link back to your own e-commerce site in a very natural way. You know, Don't use any keyword stuffing, just use brand mentions. Now, with both options, you're gaining valuable links at a fraction of the price of a traditional PR campaign or even an SEO outreach campaign. It's really good value for money. Is Google okay with you doing this with expired domains then? Google doesn't really recommend doing this, but they don't really recommend doing anything which influences their rankings. So simply doing SEO can basically be against Google's guidelines. Uh, expired domains do still count, though. Their links count towards the value um, of your domain, your website, or they count as a separate website and the link from that website into yours still holds value. The links uh, into the domain are part of the web itself, and it makes up Google's core ranking algorithm. So if they ever blocked the ability for old expired domains to pass value, it basically break the entire flow of link authority around the web and how value is calculated within each niche. So there are, of course, limits to this, though. So what are those limits then, Rob? Don't redirect to or create, for example, a clothing website on an expired domain that used to be an old poker or charity website. Keep it to the same niche that the website was before. Be very specific about that as well. So if it was a website just about, I don't know, red shoes, make sure that the content on the website afterwards is still about red shoes and not women's dresses or something. If you're an e-commerce business that sells men's suits, only really look to acquire expired domains related to men's suits or old competitor websites. Google knows if the topic of the website changes, and that's when the links can no longer become valuable. If they see a change in topic relevancy, then the links going into it are no longer really counted because those links were supporting a different topic to what your website's about or what the new uh, dropped domain website is about. 
Also, don't get spammy with the content or the links on the expired domain. You know, use really good quality content still that answers the questions that the websites were originally linking to that website for. And when linking to your own website, use your brand name. Don't use keywords such as men's suits, for example. So how can people go about acquiring expired domains then, Rob? Well, there's five main drop-catching services for the major .com, .net, .org domains. And those are Namejet, Snapnames, Cedo, GoDaddy, and Dropcatch. Each of those companies has their own registrar agreements about getting first access to an ICANN registrar's domain names. Namejet and Snapnames are basically the same company now, though. So if you're looking to acquire a domain, you don't really need to register your interest on both Namejet and Snapnames. Just choose which one you prefer. I mostly use Snapnames myself. On their website, you can search for a keyword. You know, if you're selling red shoes, then you can type in the keyword red shoes. And it shows you all the expiring domains that are coming up related to that keyword. You usually pay about $79 for each domain that you're interested in. You ask them to catch. Some of the providers will refund you if they don't catch that domain name. Others will just roll it over. So next year, they'll try and catch the exact same domain name again for you. If the drop catching service gets the domain, but other people also wanted that domain, you'll end up going into an auction and you have to bid for it. How much you pay for that is up to uh, up to you. You just need to think about how valuable the links are or the keyword in the domain name is to you. You know, everyone puts a different value on these domains. Excellent. So have you got any final tip for us, uh, please, Rob? Well, if you're planning to buy an expired domain purely for link value, make sure that you examine those links closely in either Ahrefs or Moz to make sure that you know what those links are. You know, a domain name might have millions of links going into it, but how many of those are actually from important websites? You can think about, has it been penalized by Google in the past? Because other people might have drop caught the domain when it was actually a nice domain and then spammed it to hell. And then as a result of that, made it completely worthless and it expires again. You don't want to be the one that then picks up that completely useless domain. So look for obvious signals. And uh, two of those would be, uh, where most of the links uh, should be using the domain's brand name, but instead they're using SEO keywords such as Nike Air Max sneakers, you know, these kind of keywords which wouldn't naturally link into a domain. So you want to make sure that they're mostly brand terms going into that uh, domain name. And the second uh, thing to look for is to make sure that if the website was targeted in the US originally, most of the links going into that website are from the US. You know, if it's got lots of links from Russian or Chinese or Japanese sites and it wasn't targeting those countries, that's a big red flag. That's basically going to be spam links going into that site and making it completely useless. So those are two core things to look for if you're looking to acquire a domain purely for the SEO value. There are a number of other factors about uh, drop-catching domains, and uh, I'm going to start to release some advice as well over my Twitter handle, which is at Rob Kerry, R-O-B-K-E-R-R-Y. So follow me there if you'd like a bit more drop-catching advice in the near future.
Fantastic. Thanks very much, Rob. Okay, that is the show done and dusted for today. As always, don't forget, we have our website, ecommerce.fm. You'll get a full transcript of today's show on there. And we would very much appreciate it if you could give us a review. Whichever service you're listening to this podcast on, uh, please go over there, pop us a five-star review. Obviously, we'd like five stars, but uh, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know what uh, stuff you'd like us to talk about and um, share the podcast as well. Share it with your uh, your colleagues, people people in the industry uh, because we want to try and get this out there as much as we possibly can and whilst you're on the website of course all of our social media links are there as well rob's just said about his one at rob kerry of course you can find our e-commerce fm ones on our website but that's it for this week have a brilliant week and rob we will catch up with you again in a week's time looking forward to it this is e-commerce fm the e-commerce seo podcast with rob kerry and matt young